You're listening to The Manifest Podcast. My name is Sarah Prout. I'm a best-selling author, a creative entrepreneur, and a manifestation expert. Over the last decade, I have inspired millions of people all over the world about emotional empowerment, intuitive wisdom, and heart-based healing. So in this show, every single week, I'm going to deliver you a brand new dose of inspiration to connect with the magic of the universe and to manifest your dreams. Are you ready? This is going to be fun. Let's get started. Hello there and welcome back to another episode of The Manifest Podcast. I am so excited to be here with you today. I felt really inspired to jump behind the microphone and record in real time the official story of what has just happened. So I just got off the phone from my dermatologist. Now, for those of you that may not be aware of my story, I shared with you guys that last year I went to Sedona and I got bitten by a whole bunch of mosquitoes and I was so itchy. I had hundreds of bites on my legs and what I noticed on the back of my leg was a small spot and I thought, okay, I'll I'll go and check this out from a dermatologist, from a skin cancer doctor, just to see if it's suspicious. And it was super tiny. And so I followed my intuitive hunch and went to the doctor who then took a biopsy and it came back as basal cell carcinoma. And so the great news about that was that they ended up getting all of the cancer cells during the biopsy. So fast forward to this year, I had known for a while, even though the doctor originally told me that the spot on my face was something called a cherry angioma or anginoma. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. (laughs) Uh, I have this like tiny strawberry freckle on my face. And so I went to get it checked out and it was a different doctor this time and it was a little bit scaly. And she said to me, maybe we'll do a biopsy and see what comes back. Now, this was in the in-between period of moving from Las Vegas to Vero Beach in Florida. And I said, "Okay, so I'll get the biopsy, but can I get the results and then get the uh, medical papers sent on to my new dermatologist? And she said, sure, no problem. No big deal. We can do that. So, of course, there's always the uncomfortable period of waiting and, you know, not knowing what the outcome is going to be. Because if on my face it was a basal cell carcinoma, it meant that I had to have something called a Mohs surgery. Now, the timing couldn't have been worse for this to happen, and uh, especially with the upcoming launch of my latest book called Be the Love. So there's a lot of interviews that have to happen, a lot of using my face to go on camera, all of that kind of stuff. And so I've been really holding back, not knowing if I would have to have this surgery that could potentially leave me with a really huge scar at a time where I need to be visible. However, it was a great opportunity to really be willing to do that so that I could be the love. I could actually walk the talk and embody and embrace everything that I talk about in the book that it's not about what you look like on the outside. But the word cancer is very scary. So even though I'd had a basal cell carcinoma on my leg, I went back to get something checked on my back and she said, oh, it's fine. It's just you know, nothing to worry about. But then she zoned in on my face and that's when she took the biopsy. So that was just before we moved to Florida and it takes 10 to 14 days to get the results. And then I got the call 
and I was I was sick. I had a cold. We had just landed in Orlando. You know, it was like a really bad time. And the person on the phone said uh, that, yes, it is a basal cell carcinoma and that the dermatologist recommends that I get Mohs surgery. So I had a follow-up appointment scheduled and I canceled that because I thought, okay, I'll just get the medical records and I'll start fresh here in Vero Beach. So within the first two weeks, I found a dermatologist here in Vero Beach and they're like, okay, it's a, you know, it's obviously a fresh biopsy site. Let's get your medical records and then gets, get you scheduled in for the Mohs surgery. And I said, well, do you understand the urgency here? I'm an author. I've got interviews coming up. And he's like, yep, sure. I can get you booked in within a couple of weeks. Well, a month has passed and I still have not yet heard from that dermatologist and I even approached the dermatologist in Las Vegas for my medical records, didn't hear anything back. Looped back to the Vero Beach dermatologist and they said that they are not hearing anything from the medical records department in Las Vegas. So that was kind of my first, oh, well, what's happening here? And so getting more and more impatient, not trusting in the divine timing of my manifestation, I decided to seek out another opinion from a dermatologist here in Vero Beach, a different one. And this time I really looked at the reviews and I looked at the qualifications of the people and I saw that they uh, provide Mohs surgery on site. And so I was, you know, really determined to push this forward. I wanted the Mohs surgery booked. I mean, it was booked in because they, they were convinced, of course, then they're not going to not be able to get my medical records but they had the same problem as the first place. So for me, that is a huge red flag that perhaps there was something untoward going on. So I want to be careful with what I say because I don't know the full story. It could have been an, an administration blip. It could have been um, something that wasn't intentional. But for me to not get the records and two other dermatologists here in Vero Beach to not get the records, it is a big red flag going on. So I had my appointment at this great new dermatologist that I found, and he was fantastic. And we decided that instead of trying to get the medical records, that I would have another biopsy. And so if I did come back with positive results, then uh, then it would be really easy to just book in the Mohs surgery, get it taken care of, and then I'd just have to deal with the scar and the stitches and all of the things that come along with that. And keep in mind that during this time, uh, actually, before I dive into this, I want to say that I am not offering any medical advice. This is my disclaimer. I'm not saying that this took care of anything, but I, I feel intuitively that it made a difference for me. So try it on. <laughs> um, when I shared that I was going through a skin cancer scare again on Facebook, people recommended things like trying frankincense or trying uh, apple cider vinegar and um, uh, bicarbonate of soda, I think it was a whole bunch of home remedies. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try anything. Like I, I am all for a balance of practical and of course, natural and uh, empowering wisdom when it comes to our bodies and listening what we feel is right for us. So every day that I could between my last biopsy and my second biopsy of the same spot, I was putting on frankincense oil and I was also using, I think it's called helichrysum uh, to deal with the scarring. And there are some studies and they're probably not 
uh, peer-reviewed, but I've seen in certain health circles that there is an instance where frankincense can uh, decrease any nasty cells. That's all I'm going to go into. I'm just going to like briefly dip into that one um, because I don't know whether that contributed to the results that I got today. So fast forward to today, I'm preparing for the next few weeks that there's probably more than likely going to be a time where I need to book in to get the most surgery. So I got my call today from the dermatologist and he said, hey, Sarah, I've got some great news for you. And I'm like, good. I love great news. And he said, the biopsy came back and there is no trace of skin cancer. There is no trace. And it looks like it was just scar tissue and there was no trace of basal cell carcinoma. So <laughs> it leads me to believe one of two things. The reason why Actually, three things, maybe. The reason why the dermatologists couldn't get my re medical records, the reason why I couldn't get my medical records is because there was some kind of clerical error. Or alternatively, there is something underhanded that needs to be investigated. Or thirdly, it could have been that I have been spending more time in the sunshine, in the ocean. I've been eating better. I've been sleeping better. I've been in nature. Maybe that has had an effect on my skin. So I, like I said, I'm a big believer in the holistic nature of wellness and health and medicine, especially natural medicine. Um, I don't know for sure and I will never know. But what I do know is that the biopsy came back as clear. And so now I just have this little red spot on my cheek that can be easily covered up with makeup and I don't need most surgery, which I'm really, really happy about. So there are a few lessons that can be learned from this experience. Number one, and I teach this a lot to my manifesting students in the Manifesting Academy, is to be very wary of making assumptions because there are so many assumptions that can happen. If you're told a specific thing, you need to, to inquire with the same level of specificity rather than just believing it at a level of trusting somebody else implicitly. And of course, find your people, find the medical people you trust, find people that have a good track record, positive reviews, that you get a good um, feeling of alignment when you are in the clinic. Because I remember the very first dermatologist that I went to here in Las Vegas, Sean's like, mm, do you want to get a second opinion? Because the guy was saying, well, you know, more than likely you're going to be dealing with basal carcinoma once a year for the rest of your life. Now, that is a huge assumption on my physiology without asking anything about my lifestyle habits, how much I drink, if I drink at all, whether what I eat, how I eat. You know, uh, of course, they're always focused on genetics, but it's only very surface level stuff. It's a very... Uh, and of course, who can blame them, right? We're in a society where, you know, you just got to get as many people through the door as possible. So instead of having me on a subscription service, I am now empowered to ask further questions for investigation because this experience showed to me that assumptions are really dangerous. And then secondly, that sometimes we worry about things, actually more often than not, we worry about things that never happen. Right. I know I've done that before. I'm currently worried right now because on Tuesday I am headed down to Palm Beach for my official citizenship uh, test to become an American citizen. I'm just so excited about that. But there's part of me that is feeling like this big anxiety of, oh, what if I fail? Which is fine. You get you get a retest. But 
I really want to get it right the first time so that I don't have to to go back. So don't worry about things before they happen. Cross that bridge when you come to it. And then thirdly, really tune into what your intuition is telling you. So for the longest time, I was looking at my face in the mirror and thinking I should get this checked out because I assumed that something was wrong. And sometimes your anxiety can help to um, create a more uh, intense and upsetting emotional landscape than it needs to be. Right. Again, this this lesson keeps on happening. Like when I had the the basal cell carcinoma on the back of my leg, if it really was that, I mean, since it was that same dermatologist in Las Vegas, who knows? Right. Um, If I had worried about that, having to have excision surgery, I think that's what it's called when you have the cancer cut out. I thought that I would have to fly back from the Hamptons where I was at the time to Las Vegas, which didn't have to happen. So I was worried about all of these variables. However, the key, and this is the key to manifestation, is being open to all possibilities. I was willing to do whatever it took to get rid of that cancer in my body. And I think that most people would be willing to do that. During this time, I also researched other avenues and looked up alternative uh, alternative perspectives on people that have healed themselves from skin cancer. I looked up uh, how acidity or alkalinity in our systems can affect inflammation, which is something that I've been dealing with for probably quite a while. And, and I believe, and again, please please know that this is just my perspective, this is not medical medical advice whatsoever, is that inflammation begins in our microbiome, in the gut flora that we have and the balance that we have between our gut and our brain and our hormones. And our gut is like the power center that turns on and off the hormones and the signals and all of these things. And so when we are eating diets, for instance, that mess with those signals, high sugar, high fat, high salt, alcohol, you know, even though it brings joy in some cases as a celebratory mechanism, these things, if we have them over an intense period of time, can alter our physiology. That's just like logic, right? I'm not a scientist. I can just see that as logic. So for me, part of self-care now is making sure not to make assumptions don't make things worse than they are and cross that bridge when you come to it. Be aware of all possibilities. And if you feel that slightest nudge of seeking a second opinion, please do so. Please do so. I remember, and I'm sure my dad will be fine with me sharing this story. I remember eight years ago, my dad had pneumonia. And actually, it was probably more, it was, it was over nine years ago because it was the same year that Sean and I got married and we'll be married for nine years in September. So it was, yeah, it was nine years ago. And my dad got picked up by an ambulance and he was saying to the ambulance officers, oh, I have to, I have to survive because I have to go to my, my daughter's wedding in Las Vegas, which is really sweet. And it turns out he had pneumonia and a really bad case of something known as pleurisy, which is like fluid that builds up in the sacs in your lungs. Really painful. I mean, it was very scary for my dad. And I remember going to visit him in the hospital because Sean and I were still living in Melbourne, Australia at the time. 
and a group of student doctors came around and they were all discussing my dad's condition. Now, if you are in a public hospital in Australia, you don't get private rooms, which is weird. It's like there's this curtain that divides each of the hospital patients. And so you can hear everything and there's really no no privacy. And I overheard the doctors talking about my dad as a patient that had pneumonia and pleurisy at his age. And they said that the likely outcome would be that he would not live more than five years, more than five years, and that there would be a rapid decline because he had something called COPD. I've spoken about this before. It was really a lot of anxiety and uh, fear around it. Like, oh my gosh, my dad has chronic pul- C- oh, what is it? Cro- chronic obstructive pulmonary disorder. So basically your lungs just deteriorate really quickly. And so that was nine years ago and they gave him five years to live and I asked the doctor and the doctor confirmed well you know longevity isn't great when you're dealing with these variables and so that was nine years ago he was given five years to live and guess what my dad has not had any lung capacity decline during that time which is phenomenal so we believe what we're told and of course you can't you can't blame the doctors because they're just taking their pieces of uh, data and forming a story, forming a picture. But what they're not looking at is the fact that we are self-healing human beings. We have the capacity to heal. We have the capacity to change the landscape of our reality based on our desire to show up in the world. Energy supports energy. And my dad must have a really strong life force because he's been sick on and off for his entire life. In fact, in Be the Love, I speak about this incredible memory around Christmas time when my dad came to visit us in Las Vegas, where he was still struggling with, uh, I think he just had a virus and he had, you know, the lung issues were still lingering and we, we decided to climb up this mountain and it was such a treasured and beautiful memory in Las Vegas at the dusk and all of the clouds were pink and it looked like cotton candy. It was just such a beautiful pastel colored immersion into the Vegas desert landscape and so I'll I'll treasure that memory forever but my point here is that we made peace with the present moment we didn't try to second guess it we didn't try to say oh well you've only got a few more years left you know we you never know I remember when I was having the miscarriages uh, my one of my dearest friends her name is Dallas And every time we would be given like a glimmer of hope that there was either a 20% chance of survival for the pregnancy or a 10% chance for survival, my friend Dallas would say, as long as there's life, there's hope. And that kept me going. And so if you are going through any health issues right now, what can you do to lean in with self-compassion? How can you take care of your health from a holistic perspective? What are some ways you can supplement traditional medicine with perhaps some more uh, alternative therapies that are worth giving a try, right? It's not like you have to mix out one for the other unless that's your belief system. But what if, what if there is some really healing powers in natural medicine, in plant medicine, in switching out coffee for matcha or organic products um, and having, having those rather than going to like the the teas that are sprayed in pesticide? What if you took more notice of what's on the ingredients label of the food that you're putting into your body? Because then your body reacts 
by creating new cells. And it's the energy that your body's reacting to. And I know this is this is veering off into the woo-woo realms a little bit, but that's my department. That's why you're listening to a podcast called Manifest, because it is about believing in infinite possibilities. So as I am speaking these words to you today, I am so incredibly humbled by how fragile we are as human beings when our health is threatened and that truly there is no greater level of abundance than health. Because if your health declines, then all you want to do is manifest health, right? And so let us Turn our energy inward to strengthen who we are, to remember who we are, so then we can utilize that energy to radiate love and peace and harmony out into the world. There are some awful things that are going on in the world right now. There is so much suffering, so much suffering. And what we can do as human beings is when we see the suffering, we see that as the universe or God delivering us this beautiful invitation to be the love, be the love you believe you deserve, be the love you wish to feel because we're on this beautiful journey of experience. And I love the fact that I was given this miracle today of my doctor calling me and saying, hey, Sarah, your biopsy came back and there was no cancer and there wasn't any trace of cancer. It was just scar tissue. I still have to pinch myself because what happened? Did I heal myself? What I've been doing lately is I have been creating art. I have added artist to my bio because I love, 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 love putting paint on canvas. I love drawing flowers. I love using brightly colored markers. I'm in the car. I mean, the, the phase right now where I'm investigating into the NFT space and how I can start creating art and then selling it and really helping to inspire people that way. So keep expanding, keep exploring, keep asking the questions. Don't believe that what you were told, including me, is your final destination. Put on that badge of appreciation that you are a lifelong learner. And more than that, you are a critical thinker that has the power of discernment to guide your way forward. So that's it from me for today. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> I just wanted to record this podcast very quickly as an inspired flow to share with you this really, really excellent news. Okay, lots of love. And until next time, happy manifesting.